to the Very Well Mind podcast. We've interviewed over 100 authors, experts, entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians, and others to help you learn strategies to care for your mental health. This episode is hosted by psychotherapist and best-selling author Amy Morin. Now let's get into the episode. Every Friday, I share a quick mental strength strategy that will help fix the thoughts, feelings, and actions that can hold you back in life. Today, I'm talking about how to stop focusing on things that you can't control. There's a whole chapter in my book, 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do, about this subject. Worrying about things that you can't control drains you of mental strength. Not to mention it wastes time and wastes a lot of precious brain power. It's tough not to do it, though. We all do it sometimes. We worry about what someone else is going to do rather than focus on managing our response. Or we worry about what's going to happen next rather than think about how we'll handle the situation. I'm certainly guilty of it. And it's also a common issue I address in therapy. Sometimes people want to spend their therapy appointments talking about how their mother-in-law should change their behavior or how their partner needs to do things differently. Usually the root of the problem is the same though. People are trying to manage their anxiety. They worry that they can't control their inner turmoil, so they focus all their efforts on trying to control the situation or other people. I once worked with this woman who wanted to spend her therapy appointments telling me about how her adult daughter was wasting her money. Her daughter was a single mom living on a limited income, yet she always bought expensive clothes and high-end purses. She drove a really nice car. She went to the spa all the time. My client would often lecture her daughter about her spending habits, and she spent a lot of energy worrying about all the silly things her daughter bought. She wanted to know what she could do to make her daughter straighten up. She'd say things like, she has to make a budget, or she can't keep spending like this. Her treatment involved learning how to let go of her need to control her daughter's habits. Although her daughter was in financial trouble, it wasn't my client's fault, and it wasn't her place to fix it. She had expressed her concerns to her daughter and even offered to assist her in creating changes, but it was clear her daughter didn't want her help right now. So my work with her involved helping her establish healthy boundaries, something she could control. She could say no if her daughter invited her her to go shopping because she really didn't want to watch her daughter buy things with money she didn't have. Or she could refuse to loan her daughter money. She could choose to end conversations when her daughter talked about how unfair it was that she couldn't afford more stuff than she already had. She had choices. There were things that she could control, which were all about her response to her daughter's behavior. And as what often happens when people shift their focus, her anxiety initially got a little bit worse before it got better. But once she stayed committed to focusing on the things she could control, she was free to work on managing her emotions so she could eventually invest her time and energy into other things. But even if you aren't trying to control someone else's behavior, there are many ways in which you might be focusing on things you can't control. Consider these questions. Number one, do you struggle with teamwork because you doubt the abilities of other people? Number two, if you fail at something, do you think that you're 100% responsible? Number three, do you invest a lot of time into wishing other people would change? Number four, are you uncomfortable asking for help? And number five, Do you have trouble establishing meaningful relationships because you don't trust people? Number six, do you spend a lot of energy trying to prevent bad things from happening? Number seven, 
Do you believe the outcome of any situation is entirely based on how much effort you put in? And number nine, do other people ever accuse you of being a control freak? And number 10, do you struggle to delegate tasks to other people because you don't think that they'll do the job right? The more of those questions that you answered yes to, the more you're focusing on things that you can't control. Fortunately, though, there are steps that you can take to fix that. I'm going to give you five strategies that can help. Number one, determine what you can control. When you find yourself worrying, take a minute to think about what you can control. You can't prevent a storm from coming, but you could prepare for it. You can't control how someone else behaves, but you can control how you respond. One of the most powerful examples of this I've ever heard involved kids who were receiving cancer treatments. Many of these kids reported that their pain scales were off the charts. They had to undergo painful scans and treatments to save their lives. But sometimes nurses and doctors had to hold them down. But then some really smart people decided to teach these kids breathing exercises. After all, that's one thing that they could control. And when these kids started to focus on their breathing, their pain levels went down. So whenever you think you can't control anything, remember, there's always something you can control, even if it's just the way that you breathe. Number two, focus on your influence. You can influence people in circumstances, but you can't force things to go your way. So while you could give your child the tools that they need to get good grades, you can't make them get straight A's. And while you can plan a really good party, you can't force people to have fun. To have the most influence, focus on changing your behavior. Be a good role model, set healthy boundaries, and make your expectations known. When you have concerns about someone else's choices, you can share your opinion, but just share it once. Don't try to fix people who don't want to be fixed. Number three, identify your fears. Ask yourself, what am I afraid will happen? Are you predicting a catastrophic outcome? Do you doubt your ability to cope with disappointment? Sometimes people are so busy thinking things like, oh, I can't allow my business to fail, that they don't take time to ask themselves, what would I do if my business did fail? Sometimes you just have to play that tape through until the end. The worst case scenario might not be as bad as you think. And number four, differentiate between ruminating and problem solving. Replaying conversations in your head or imagining catastrophic outcomes over and over again isn't helpful. But solving a problem is. So ask if your thinking is productive. If you're actively solving a problem, keep working on finding solutions. If you're wasting your time ruminating, though, change the channel in your brain. Get up and go do something for a few minutes to get your brain focused on something more productive. And number five, develop a couple of mantras to quiet your mind. I have a couple of phrases I use to remind myself to either take action or calm down. When there's something I can control, I just tell myself, make it happen. Then I'm reminded to do something, even if it's just manage my response. At other times, I remind myself, I can handle this. That works well when there's something I just don't have any control over. So rather than worry about something bad happening, I just remind myself, if it does, I'll be okay. But you might find it helpful to create your own little mantras that you can use to drown out the negative thoughts that might try to trick you into focusing on things that you can't control. So those are five things that you can do the next time you're tempted to waste time worrying about things that you can't control. Determine what you can control. Focus on your influence. Identify your fears. Determine whether you're ruminating or problem solving. And create a helpful mantra. You also might want to go check out episode number 30 about how to stop overthinking. Because focusing on things you can't control 
often goes hand in hand with overthinking. Thank you for listening to the Very Well Mind podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share the episode with your friends and family and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Very Well Mind podcast, you can head to verywellmind.com slash podcasts.